On today's podcast, we have Chapel Chandler Watkins with us. Her mission is to help women cultivate a beautiful home from the inside out. She has been featured in Entertain and Celebrate magazine, as well as Southern Lady. Join me today as we celebrate Chapel. <laughs> Hi, Chapel. Hi, Faith. How are you? I'm thrilled to talk to you, and I love your name. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and finally get to do this. It's been like we've been planning this for a while now. (laughs) I know, but God's timing is perfect timing. So it was something I had a lot of peace about and I just thought, okay, when it's meant to be, it will happen. Yes, absolutely. Well, today is a good day. um, So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you. Same. Well, first off, I want to know more about your name. How did you get the name Chapel? So, um, my actually, I have a long line of chapels in my family history. It was a last name. Um, and then I'm specifically named for my grandfather, who was John Chapel Chandler. And so, um, I, yeah, it was his middle name and he went by Chap and um, my parents named me Chapel. So, yeah, it's just a family name. <laughs> it's so cute. And if it's okay with you, I want to tell you just a little bit of a story. When I was about 19 or 20 years old, back in the 90s, you know, um, yeah. I, was a, I was a server over at Tony Roma's in Grapevine, Texas. And, you know, being a server is just hard work. If you haven't been, you know, a bartender or a server sometime in your life and customer service, you got to do it to have respect. And I was yeah. working. Yeah. And I, I have been. <laughs> so Go ahead. Yeah. Well, it was just one of those shifts and I was just really discouraged and I was overworked and I went upstairs to um, introduce myself to the table and this little girl was just so precious. And I, I introduced myself and she said, hi, my name is Blessing. <gasps> oh. I mean, my heart <gasps> melted. Oh, I, I, Oh my goodness. Oh, that is precious. I love that. So mine is not like spiritual at all. It's just literally like a family name, but I personally like, like that. It's also like another word for the church because I feel like I connect to that spiritually too. So, but that's so sweet. Oh, blessing. That's so precious. I know. And she was a bitty bitty girl and she just looked at me with her big eyes and she just said, hi, well, my name is blessing. (laughs) Goodness. Oh, what a blessing. (laughs) You know, that's so funny that you lived in Fort Worth. I mean, um, that you do you where do you live do you still live in that area because I used to live in Fort Worth and we used to go to Grapevine yeah so like I know exactly like where you're talking about yes well I grew up in Fort Worth and then my family moved to Trophy Club my husband grew up in Denton and Argyle and we reside in Denton Texas right now so I'm really close that's so crazy so when I was in Trophy Club as a young adult or teenager and you know I worked in Grapevine. That's where we worked. So I just ne- I don't hear the word Grapevine, Texas, that often. So I was like, oh, like my ears perked up because like I remember when I was in fifth and sixth grade, my family lived in Texas and we lived in Fort Worth and we used to go to Grapevine Mills to that really big mall. Yeah. 
And that was like Disney World for us. Like we thought that was like the greatest thing ever because I'm from a small town in Carrollton, Georgia. So like for me, like that mall was gigantic. I was like, my eyes were like wide. It was the coolest thing. (laughs) I mean, when I saw Rainforest Cafe for the first time. (gasps) Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They do. They have the Rainforest Cafe there. I forgot about that. They, oh and they have Legoland over there now, and there's an aquarium too. So, oh, we need to come visit. I need to bring my son. Oh, he would love that. He loves Legos. If you go to Grapevine, please, I mean, or in the area, please reach out to me because Great Wolf Lodge is out there and it is worth the investment. I've taken Sailor and a couple of our friends out there twice, and they their hospitality is insane. And the the establishment, I mean, it's an investment <laughs> of memories, right? But yes, so well done. I, I definitely want to. I want to come back to Texas. I came actually last year for the LTK conference and it made me miss Texas so bad because I only lived there for two years growing up, like in um, fifth and sixth grade. But there's just something about the vibe in Texas. I just love like people there are just like so down to earth and so nice and warm and welcoming. And like, anyways, I just loved it. So I definitely, I, maybe I'll get to go back to the conference and maybe I can um, make a trip out of it this year. Oh yes. Do that. I'll definitely give you, I'll give you a ring. If I, if I do, if I'm able to like extend my trip last year, I brought Betsy with me. Um, to the conference and my mom. And so my mom was looking after her and I was still nursing. So I was like going into conference sessions and then like coming out to like nurse her and then going back in. Um, so it was, it was nuts. Um, this whole past year has just been such an incredibly, like it's pushed me in so many ways, like grow, grown me just becoming a mother of three and like, Anyways, it's just been nuts. And I feel like I, I kind of feel like I'm coming off of like a marathon of a year this past year. So, um, I know you've, you've shared your testimony a few times already, haven't you? So, yeah, I recently shared it at Storytellers Live, which they do like, they're like a group that meets up in different locations. Like there's lots of different groups that um, meet up for storytellers and women just like come and share their stories about what the Lord has done in their life. And it's really just like your life story or what God's done with your life, like overcoming something, anything you want to talk about. And so they asked me to do that. So I did that. um, I think it was February and it was such a refreshing experience because I have not told my story publicly like that ever, like in a full whole, like giving you the whole picture and like the whole story um, in any way. So like it was really, it refreshed me and reminded me of all that God's done in my life and that I do have a voice and I should use it and I should help encourage other women who may be going through things because God has seen me through so much and I'm in a good place now, but there's always going to be struggles. And I I know that, but I'm in a place where I'm like, I feel, I'm feeling the blessing of the Lord. Um, and I know there'll be hard, hard times in the future, but I'm enjoying it. But I was reminded that, you know, there's 
just so many people that are going through so much like hurt and grief and struggles. And like, this is the time to be encouraging others when I'm feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. uplifted and having overcome it. So it was a really good experience and it just kind of reminded me a little bit of my purpose and I want, so I'm glad I'm here because I, I do like, I want to, I want to tell more and, um, hopefully like be a light to other women. Um, especially, you know, single moms, like I was a single mom, um, in college. So that's kind of a main, a big part of my story is, um, I was a single mom, I became a mom in college um, when I was 20. Um, And so my daughter, Molly Kate, was born and definitely not my plan at all, but became like she's like one of the biggest blessings in my life. And she's now 14 and she's beautiful and I have no regrets, but it was the hardest thing I've ever been through. There was just so much struggle. And so kind of just the Lord kind of walked through that with me, kind of saw me through to the other side. So how did you have the courage to come to your parents and tell them what was going on when you were in college? Oh, um, it was just kind of, it wasn't even courage. It was just kind of like, I had no other option, but to be like, this is the situation because there was no hiding it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I knew that, you know, I wanted to keep my daughter, like I wanted to keep my baby. So it's not like I could, you know, hide it away. Like I was going to start showing and I didn't know what I was in for and I knew I needed their help. So it was more of a humbling experience and kind of the beginning of just breaking me down. And like, I just, I remember, you know, coming to my parents and like crying on the floor and just feeling like my life was absolutely over and thinking that I had messed up so bad. And I was, I was ashamed, you know, I, I knew that I had, you know, not, I had you know, made decisions that were not, you know, what God would have wanted me to do, but ultimately like the consequences became a blessing for me, um, in that I got my daughter. I just felt, you know, shame over that. Like, you know, I was having a baby before I was married and that I was young and it was going to look bad on my family. And my family was like really, and is still really well-respected. Like good. I come from like a good family, solid family. Um, and so it was really, I I think it just really broke me down because I, you know, I just, I just felt ashamed and I felt like a disappointment. And so I just remember crying to my parents and saying like, you know, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like help me, you know, basically like had to just humble myself and, and ask for their, their help. And, and they were like, we, we will support you, you know, and, so my family is so good. They're, they've always been there for me no matter what. And I was an absolute wreck about all of this. But, you know, it, it was obviously so hard for them to have to, like, accept and see me go through. But, like, at the same time, they never once blinked an eye. They were like, you know, we'll 
take care of you and your daughter. Like, and that's pretty incredible because, you know, it takes a lot as a parent, especially when your child is young and, um, to, to help them through that, like in every way. And, and, and really like I lived with them for several years before I got my first job. So, I mean, they really helped me raise my daughter in those early years and allowed me to, my mom would watch Molly Kate while I went to college classes and went to wait tables at night. And like, you know, they were, they were there so that I could, you know, have a future and like get through college. And, um, but then they, uh, they actually moved to Birmingham when I was in, in the middle of college. So like about a year and a half after I had my, or about two years after I had my daughter. Um, so that's when it got really hard and, um, I was really on my own for a couple of years. And then after I graduated, I moved to Birmingham and got a job. Um, and that's how I ended up in Alabama. <laughs> I but, love um, Alabama love yeah it's beautiful it's like people you know people I think there's a perception out there that like people are like slow and like talk slow and like we're like all you know country but it's really like a beautiful place to live and there's so many cool just genuinely kind people here and it's just a great community I love Birmingham it's a great food scene (laughs) So, and it's not too big. It doesn't feel like overwhelming. Like, so we, we love it here, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, so, but I look, I was just happy to have made it through college and I did not like when I was waiting tables, I worked two jobs. So I, in college I was, uh, I had a marketing internship, um, at a software company there. And then I waited tables at night and I went to school full time and I had a daughter. And oh. so my, I had lots of help. I had friends. I actually joined a sorority and they, my sorority sisters watched my daughter for me. Like when I went to class, like my grandmother helped me. Like I had lots of love and support, which was amazing and not everyone not everyone does so I'm super grateful um but like that literally was it was like okay I may not be getting enough sleep at night I may not be be like fully functioning but I'm just gonna push really hard and get through this because if I don't graduate I'm gonna be waiting tables the rest of my life and that's not gonna be enough to support this little child like I was so determined I was like I'm gonna give her a good life so I, um, I got through it. I graduated. Um, and I actually ended up getting my degree in communications. Um, and then my first job was in marketing. So, well, it was communications, public relations, um, emphasis, and then a a minor in art. So it's weird because I'm kind of doing a little bit of all of those things, um, in my job now as a content creator. So you are. Can you tell me a little bit about the program at Auburn called Baby Steps? So Baby Steps is an awesome organization that is in Auburn, and they're expanding to other campuses as well. 
um, I think University of Central Florida, I want to say, and um, Alabama, um, University of Alabama, are there, excuse me, are there next um, places they're going to expand. But what they do is they provide a home for single moms in college. And um, there's actually like, like you, if I was a single mom in college, like I would live there with my child, have a room, a crib. They all have meals together. There's like, you know, living area. It's like an actual house, like a physical house. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then behind the house, there's like a baby boutique. So they have free clothes, diapers, supplies, like it's everything you need to be like supported through college with a child. Um, amazing. I I can't believe it. They haven't, this hasn't happened before. It seems a little late in the game that somebody has this. And I'm so glad that I would say you're like a spokesperson for them. I'm so glad they connected with you and you got to go and speak for them because I had never heard of the program before you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I spoke at their gala um, just talking about what it's like to be a single mom in college and how if I had had a program like that in college, it would have been a game changer. Like mm-hmm. it was so hard trying to provide and work two jobs. And I literally, if I hadn't had my friends and family supporting me, there's no way it would have made it through. And I'm fully aware that like it, it's there's lots of people out there. They don't have family support financially or anything. And so they don't even have an option to go to college. Mm -hmm. And these are smart, you know, these are Auburn students that are in this program, smart young ladies um, trying to get an education and better themselves. And this is so needed, like everywhere. Um, They have all kinds of stuff. I don't even can't even describe all the things that they do for these girls, but just help them all along the way through their journey. And it's so sweet. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a needed thing. And it also really helps like with the whole stigma of it. I mean, for a long, long time, it just seems like there's been this stigma of like, oh, your mom in college, like, you know, like hush hush like we don't want to talk about that but now it's like you know life is life like people make mistakes you know and people people make choices may may not even be a mistake it may just be their choice and it's okay if they want to have a child and they want to go to college you know what I mean like it shouldn't be this like shameful thing and And on the woman too the guys get hand claps and high fives you know, for yeah. what they did and they just get to walk away unscathed. And then the women have to wear like their shame. I mean, publicly they have to, you know, we carry the child. We have to take care you staying up all night going to, I mean, you work two jobs plus school taking care of the baby and you had a whole entire community helping you and you had to do like everything. So it's just, it's so neat that there's a program like baby steps to support these women that don't have a community that you had. Right. And, you know, a lot of women that some women, they choose abortion because they don't have, they don't feel like they have support Mm -hmm. or options. And so like how many more babies might live Mm -hmm. that, you know, 
not to get into a whole debate on, on right or wrong about this, but I'm sure there's so many young women out there that want to keep their baby, you know, that, that just need support. And so that's what I feel like is, you know, such a positive thing. It's like, let's allow mothers to get an education. Like let's help them as a community and as, you know, a society, like let's support these women. Let's don't make this something that they have to feel shamed about the rest of their, their life. And then also live in poverty. Like what the statistic, what I think my mom um, was the one that heard the statistic when I was in college. And it's like, it's crazy high. Like how many women who have children in college, never finish college. It's like pretty much almost all of them. I think it's like 98% or something like, like it's a very small percentage of women who actually finish college that have babies in college. So like the majority of them don't. Um, and that's, that, that's not only is that sad and heartbreaking, but it's, you know, it's, not creating more, you know, productive, educated citizens in society. You know what I'm saying? So not to get into too much of all of that, but like, I think it's just great what they do. So it's good to, good to bring the awareness um, about them. Oh, I love it. I mean, once I saw your connection with them, you introduced you introduced it to the world for me, you know? And so I reached out to them and said who I was and I was following them now. And I just think it's a great organization. I wish more college campuses had that. So it's called baby steps and currently it's at Auburn and they're trying to bring it to, you said South central Florida. I think it's central Florida and um, university of Alabama. Yes. I love the university of Alabama, but I, but I love Alabama. I love Alabama. (laughs) Well, Chapel, I want to know how you and your husband met. I want to know how the Lord put him in your life. Oh, well, that's a fun story. So um, my husband um, was one of the first members of the Wellhouse Junior Board. So the Wellhouse is an organization that uh, rescues children and women from human trafficking and they have safe houses here in Alabama. Um, and I actually, well, I'll get to that, but I, I worked for them for a couple of years, but I also volunteered before that. Um, but he was one of the, um, the guys that were kind of helped start the junior board. And so he, my friend ha- was on the junior board and inv- invited me to like a little fall football kickoff party that they were having, um, to like spread awareness about the well house. And, um, so I just was like, sure, I don't know what this is, but sure I'll go. Cause I was going to support my friend and I brought my daughter with me and it was kind of like a networking kind of event type thing, but it was really an awareness event for the well house. But, um, he was the first person that we saw when we walked in, he was like hosting it and he was like, Hey, can, can I get y'all something to drink? And, Um, my daughter didn't, she was like eight years old, I think. And she didn't know, you know, she never even been to anything like this. (laughs) She didn't get out much, you know what I'm saying? She was eight years old and she was like, so, so she's like, um, I'll have a caffeine free diet Coke and, um, here's Bo. And he's like, this isn't even like his house. He's at somebody else's house. Like this is a kind of offering. He's like, oh sure. Yeah. Like I'll go try to find one of those. So, um, 
he comes back and brings drinks for me and my friends. And then he walks off and she says, mom, he didn't bring me my caffeine free diet Coke. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think she thought he was like a waiter or something. Like she didn't understand. I was like, they probably don't have that. She was like, well, I'm going to go speak. Like she goes to like follow up with him. So this is like picture of my daughter. Like she's determined. So she goes and she like finds him and she's like, I didn't get my caffeine free diet Coke. And so anyways, he starts talking to her. He's, he's, he's smart, smart guy. He's like, I'm just going to distract her and start talking about something else. So he starts talking to her about, um, that they're raffling off some iron bowl tickets and raising money. And so he, he's like, do you want to buy a raffle ticket? And she's like, well, I'll go ask my mom. So she comes and gets me. And she said, mom, this guy's raffling iron bowl tickets. And I'm like, oh gosh, we're going to have to like, I don't like, I was not coming to like make a donation, you know, like I was like, right. really, I was I'm like, oh, here we go. But I look over and he's like this cute guy and he's like waving and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll like go over there. And so, yeah, so I like went over there and anyways, long story short, we, that's how we got introduced. My daughter pretty oh. much introduced us. Um, she, she will tell you like she claims it like I introduced my parent you know like she says that but um but no so we just we met at that thing and became friends and then it was funny we kept running into each other and in Auburn of all places like at Auburn games and he eventually he like asked me out and the rest is history so um but he's, he's a great great guy great dad he's good and then you guys have two children together yes so we, John Chapel is um, four. He just turned four. And then Betsy is almost 11 months old. <laughs> and she's, whew, she's a, she's a little firecracker. I feel like she's, she's going to be one to watch because she's kind of, she's got a very determined, like she'll voice, like when she doesn't want something, she pushes it away and she's like, not afraid to tell you. She's like, nope. Um, <laughs> third one she'll tell you like it is oh she's yeah and like I'm still trying to figure her out because she she's so sweet and it's like giggles all the time like loves to laugh and giggle like giggles at everything like chuckles it's so funny my parents said I was like the exact same way as a baby like always chuckling I still I laugh at everything I'm that I'm just that type of person but now John Chapel is he is sweet. He is my, the sweetest one. He is just very, very loving and snuggly and just like kind and just, oh, I love him to peace. I mean, I love all my kids the same. They are all wonderful, but their personalities are very different. (laughs) That's what makes it so much fun is that what one does, the other one doesn't and vice versa. So it just all evens out, doesn't it? Yeah. And they're really cute. John Chapel and Betsy, they're, they love to play together. Betsy is like really obsessed with John Chapel. Like when he's not home, she crawls around and she's can't say John Chapel, but she'll say, da, 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 da. like trying to say his name, looking for him. <laughs> they're really cute. They're, they're good buddies. How did you start your blog? So I just started it. I mean, like I did not have any plan going into this. Um, I will say I worked for about 
11 or 12 years in marketing, um, marketing and PR. So I developed some skills. I ran social media accounts for businesses and corporations. And I always had creative, creative ideas. Always wanted to like make videos and do all kinds of stuff that were above and beyond my job. And I think I drove like a lot of my bosses crazy because they were like, just do like the quickest, like simplest thing. Like don't, don't like go over the top, you know, like, and I'm just like that way. Like I have lots of ideas. I'm super creative. It was really hard for me to like work a nine to five, like very, you know, structured job. Um, I did it and I pushed myself and I did it for about 12 years, but um, I just got to the point where I was like, I had had my son and it was 2020, Every the whole world was shut down and I was really loving being home with him. And I was like, I just want to start like a side hustle just because I have time on my hands and I've, I've always wanted to start a blog. Like I have so many projects I'm doing. I'm always doing a DIY or I'm decorating. I'm always doing something. So I was like, I'm going to blog about this and then maybe I'll be able to like monetize it some way, like maybe like run ads on my blog. Like I had no idea like how it all worked. I didn't know anything about influencing. I had no clue how it worked. Um, so I just started my Instagram account and started my website and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this about decorating and DIY and we'll see where it goes. Like I just really didn't have like a full picture of it. I just knew it was something I wanted to do and be creative with. Um, and then I kind of started figuring it out. Um, and my account started growing really fast. Like within the first year, like I think I got like somewhere around, like 30,000 followers in the first year I was doing it. Whoa. And so I was like, okay, maybe I should like put more energy into this. And so I was actually working for the well house, which was really wonderful. Like I loved the ministry of that. Um, I was actually doing their marketing, but it was, it was cool because, well, I think it's not really marketing for a nonprofit. It's called like communications or, um, development, but, um, but I was, I was doing that. And the thing about it is it's just dark. It's heavy. It's hard. You hear a lot of stories, like personal one-on-one stories from the girls that have been trafficked and you build relationships with them. And it's absolutely heartbreaking. And it's hard to come home, especially with a young child and you just, I would worry all the time, you know? So I just like, you know, I was like, maybe I need to just step down, like release this. So I, I resigned ultimately and just started doing my blog full time. Um, and now it's just like all I do <laughs> and it's, it's so fun. Um, and it makes me really happy. And, um, it's just something that, you know, it's like work, but it doesn't feel like work because I enjoy it so much. Um, so I really just started out doing, um, I was, I had just renovated a house with my husband, our first home together. It's like a small cottage house. And then, um, so I was blogging about like showing before and afters and blogging about projects that I was doing. Like I redid a fireplace, like I just decorated, rearranging all that stuff. Um, 
And then we sold that house and we bought the house we're in now, which is a 1990s house. And um, it was actually the former editor of Southern Living's house. His name's John Floyd. Um, He owned this house before us. So it was a Southern, it's a Southern Living home plan. And it was actually featured in Southern Living, like in the 90s, like when he was editor, which is crazy. Um, A lot of history here. But this house had not been touched like aesthetically since the 90s, like when it was built. It was very well kept, but definitely a true 90s style house and a lot of it very classic. So we didn't have to do everything and the layout was really, really good. But we moved in 2021. We moved here. So we've been renovating since. So we the first year we we did we painted the interior we refinished all the floors we recarpeted we redid lighting we had to retile the ba- uh the laundry room but that's not everything you also had a rent house that y'all were redoing too right so yes I'll come back to that side project, but yes. And so we did all of that. And then as we were doing that, we were planning the kitchen renovation because we, we were trying to decide if we should do like a kitchen glow up or, um, and then do the master bath too, or, um, just do like a full kitchen renovation. And we talked with a designer, um, Kaylee Stefanik with Logos Interiors and she, she was like, I really think you should make this kitchen like a wow factor. And I, I was like, I, I think I agree. <laughs> and plus, because it didn't function all that well, it didn't really utilize all the space that it could have. So Kaylee designed our kitchen and um, we then we had to order appliances, all that stuff. So it took a while. So we just now got it done like a couple months ago. We finished that. And um We didn't do the work ourselves, but we, you know, we hired a contractor to do it, but, um, we love it. It turned out great. So it's a blue kitchen. (laughs) I love love it. Like if I have my color cabinets, which are creamy, they would be blue. Yes. I love it so much. It just makes me happy. I love blue. If you've been following me, you know, like blue is my favorite color. (laughs) I have lots of blue in my house and then green. I like green too, but blue. I love it on little girls for some reason. I think blue, light blue looks so pretty on, on sweet little girls. Yes. I totally agree. Betsy's Easter dress was blue. It was so sweet. Um, Light and light blue all the time. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so we, so kind of like my account, since we finished that, I've started incorporating more fashion because I'm kind of just taking a break from all the house projects, but I'm going to come back and share more before and afters. Cause I feel like I didn't really give it enough airtime, like with all that we did. Um, so you'll see a lot of fashion on my account now, but, um, I'm going to, I'm planning on posting a lot more home stuff in the near future. I've just been, I've just been taking a break. I kind of just needed a, a little, we, it's like I said, it felt like we ran a marathon over the past year and, um, just kind of needed to like chill for a second. Um, and two, like when you're creating content, especially when you're like a home blogger, 
Mm-hmm. You have to like clean up your whole entire house before you do any kind of content. So it's like, it's very exhausting. So I have to like do it when I'm in like a good, like my house is clean and good mood. And um, <laughs> I understand yeah. that. Um, so um, the rental house had, so we did some light renovation work. We, we had planned on, we, we bought this other property before we bought our nineties house. We bought another property and we were going to renovate it and live in it, but we bought it sight unseen because the owner lived out of state and we just knew we liked that location and it was not on the market. And they were like, this is the price. We're not, we're not coming down. Cause like they weren't even wanting to sell. It was basically like we had to pay whatever they wanted. And so we, we did, um, and we didn't even know what it looked like inside. Um, we got in there. It was fine. It saw, it was fine for a rental, but it was like to want to live here is going to take a lot more work than we want to do right now. And it was kind of when labor, uh, lumber prices were really high, like right after COVID and all that stuff, everything like ex- was expensive. So we were like, let's just wait on this. And then we in- ultimately ended up moving somewhere else. So we, we were like, okay, we'll make this a rental. Um, so yeah, we, then a, um, our neighbor, um, what they hired a tree company to, um, trim their trees and a, um, crane fell on our rental house. <laughs> oh, so oh like, God. it's, it's been, yeah, it's been kind of a nightmare, <laughs> but so all of our hopes and dreams for that house have literally been smashed, but Aww. we're, we're just, we're, we're going to be fine. Um, we're, we're almost settled with it. We've had to work with the insurance company and it's taken a really long time, but, um, like the whole roof was smashed in, like siding was ripped, like everything was just like destroyed. It was, it was pretty bad, but, um, I'm so sorry. You know? Well, you know, I told you, um, I'll help you with the paint colors. Like, don't worry about that. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that the very next thing we do, um, which we might be doing the exterior of our house next. So I really yeah. want to, we have a red brick house and I really want to paint it white, but, um, it's super fun. I've done a couple color consultations live with, um, some other girls and it's, it's helpful for them, but it's helpful for your, the, your followers to see, oh, how did she come to that decision? And, you know, how do I get to find the right color and stuff? So I know it's yeah. ahead of a lot of people, but it's super easy for me. So I'll get a kit sent to you and then we can do it when you're ready. I would love to. That would be so fun. It is. It's so much fun. We've just had all that. And, you know, the thing about the crane, it just goes to show like you can be following someone on Instagram and, and think that they're happy and everything's fine and great. But just remember behind every picture that you see, somebody's got their roof smashed in, you know, like you don't know what you don't see. And I mean, I, I wish I had enough hours in the day to show all the aspects of my life and everything we're doing and good and bad and ugly. But honestly, there's just not enough time to even share that much. But yeah, I mean, it was such a catastrophe. Um, so we've had a lot of stress. So it's been, it's been a good year. It's been a stressful year. Um, but we're currently just in a state where we're just like, 
we're just going to relax. We're going to relax and we're going to watch TV every night until we feel like we are rested and have to get back into something else. So I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take some, take some mental breaks before you keep, keep going. But, um, but yeah, we, I think next we'd like to do our master bath and our closets. Um, but we'll we'll see. I don't know if it'll be this year. It might have to be next year. Well, I'm here for you. And <laughs> for whenever you <laughs> I'll help. Well, let's switch gears since we're on the subject of houses. Let's just kind of switch gears for a minute. Do you happen to know any of the paint colors in your current home? Uh yes. Okay. So um the white that we used in a lot of our rooms is OC twenty five. So it's cloud cover by Benjamin Moore and then um the blue in our dining room is Brittany blue by Benjamin Moore um and it's like a higher high gloss um and then uh same with the back of my front door Brittany blue and then my kitchen cabinets are on that same um in the same family as Brittany blue but a shade lighter so it's called glass slipper so pretty. It's like Cinderella blue. I love yes. it so much. I can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. It's like oh. Cinderella blue. It's so pretty. It's like I my favorite it. color. Y'all's kitchen renovation is amazing, by the way. Thank you. Well, Kaylee did an awesome job. She's um the designer and one of my good friends. And um we just worked really well together. I think she had she expanded. I had a, like a small vision. She expanded on that vision and brought her vision into it. And really like she, like she, it hit the nail on the head as far as like taking my style and like putting it into kitchen form. And it's just, it's gorgeous. She did a good job. Um, you have an Instagram. Do we need to follow her? Yeah. Logos interiors. Shout Logos. out to Katie. How do you spell it? It's L O G O S logos, like like a logo, but it's it's like the the word the Greek word logos is how you say it. Yes, um, I found it. Yeah, she's really like her style is so gorgeous, and her her style is a little more modern than mine, but um, she. I think we worked really well because she kind of helped me see things a different way. Like, I think if I had done it, it probably would have looked dated, but she like made it look current and just, she just did so good. Um, have her on the podcast so she can share. Cause that, that takes a good designer can work well with others and listen and take in consideration your style and and happen. A bad designer just does whatever they want and everybody's room looks the same way. And it's like, well, that's not your house. Exactly. So it it needs to look like and feel like your client, not like you. Exactly. Yeah. Your kitchen, it looks like you. (laughs) I love the glass detail, the cabinets with the um, inlays that she designed that that's probably my favorite thing is the, the pretty, um, Yes, yeah, these are so pretty on those. Yeah. And then the um, she kind of did like a scalloped edge on the marble backsplash, which I love that part too. 
Oh, I missed that. See, I'm, I thought I stalked you enough to not have everything memorized and I missed that. Well, I need to post photos. We haven't had our professional photos done yet. So we need to do that. Um, Cause I've shared some reels and stuff, but it's easy to miss if you're not like, you know, it's kind of easier to see if you're like staring at a photo, you know? Yeah. But you guys completely gutted and did a major renovation and it looks so pretty. Thank you. We did. And there's a Butler's pantry next to the kitchen that we did too. So we have like a cute little bar area there now. That's just really just so charming. And then, um, a little on the other side, we just built in like a desk. So I have like storage for like all my, my printer and like my laptop and like all my office stuff. (laughs) All your things. I want to know about these blue shoes that are velvet with those (laughs) because they're amazing. (laughs) Really wear them. Or was it just for pictures? Because we know how it is walking in heels with children. Like it's not. I think I wore them for like, I, I wore that for a Christmas church service and, um, that works. Cause you can, yeah, sit, sit and stand. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those are, um, I think they were Nicola, but Nicola, I'm going to say her name wrong. That's okay. Baby McClellan. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? She's like a, um, Atlanta like she's a jewelry designer she has a line at Dillard's with Antonio Milani um and those are that's her shoes so it's actually a really affordable shoe as far as like a designer shoe because it's like from it's at Dillard's or it was now it's sold out when you showed everybody your shoes because I'm telling you if y'all don't follow Chapel Chandler and it's spelled C-H-A-P-P-L-E on Instagram, you're missing out because everything she does is beautiful. And y'all know that I'm attracted to colors and it's all <laughs> soft, beautiful. It's, I, I love looking at your stuff. It's Thank really you. Beautiful. And you've Thank- done some collaborations with people. Canvas Style, you have a beautiful jewelry line with them. Yes. And then you, you've done a bunch of stuff. Yes. And I have an exciting project coming up this month that I don't know if I can announce it yet, but May this month, um, I have a collab coming out. So I'll have a line with another home decor um, designer, and I'm very excited about it. They have to follow to see what it's going to be. But yeah, I have the canvas jewelry collection. I designed that last year. That was so fun. And I have a whole blog post on it if you want to read the story about every piece and the whole meaning behind it of course I had to go like put all the you know it it couldn't be simple for me to just be like oh just do something with bows you know like I had to like think through how to make it meaningful you know and like create a design things with meaning and purpose and so put so much of my heart and soul into that little collection and I love it so much um some of the pieces are sold out but there's still some pieces available and if you do shop on canvas you can use my code is always available uh chapel 20 for 20 percent off canvas style so yes and she was just on the podcast so oh yeah good oh I need to go listen to that I love Michelle she's so generous so so sweet like I don't I mean there's not enough sweetness to describe her. I mean, she's just really, have you met her? 
Um, no, I've talked to her on the phone, but no, I haven't met her in person. She's really, really warm and genuine. I like her a lot. She's darling. You will. They are, yes. they are go-getters. Like they have built that company from the ground up and it's pretty amazing what they've done. Her and her husband. I know. And everything is really cute. It's really amazing. Um, let's see what else. Oh, so another exciting thing was, um, so I have my dining room was featured in Southern lady this past month. Um, Oh, how neat. Yes. But I didn't know it was just like just last month. They did like a spring tablescape, um, last year. And so it just came out this past month and it's so darling. Um, definitely it might still be available, um, at, um, the store and then, entertain and celebrate um came over christmas and did a christmas photo shoot with me and it's featuring like all of my christmas decor all over my house and so i'm so excited for that one because it's more about like me and my decorating and my blog and so that will be coming out in uh, i think they do the christmas and holiday issues early so it probably be like october or September, um, something like that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, September or October, I think it is. Um, so that'll be an entertain and celebrate. So I'm really excited about that too. I was going to say, I can't believe you haven't been in more magazines. So this is exciting. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, I haven't been doing this very long. It's been kind of a wild journey. I feel like so many days I just feel like so underqualified for this because I, I'm not a designer, you know, like I, I'm a decorator, like by hobby. Like I'm not, I don't even do this for other people. I'm only like helped out a few friends like decorate, but it's, it's just a passion. And so it's kind of wild just to kind of see how it's become like a business too. And part of my life so much just sharing things that I love and enjoy and it's just been fun I love I've loved getting to connect with all the people through Instagram I've made so many new friends through this platform Mm -hmm. in this business and just it's been so great I mean I feel overwhelmed by the love and support that I've received from my followers and my community it's just been it's been really, it shocked me really <laughs> that it's been so positive because there, there are, you know, it's, it's hard and you've seen, you can see other creators and influencers out there who have had, you know, a lot of, there's definitely an online community that, you know, can be ugly. And so for it to be just like, so like supportive has been such a blessing. And so I'm just really grateful well, it's, it's just shows that all the pain and suffering that you went through, God had a bigger and greater plan for you that you would have never imagined in a million years. And what you think in your head is going to be so fabulous and what you want, God has bigger and better plans for you. And so. Absolutely. He does. And I'm so glad you said that. It's such a good reminder because there's so many days that I just, you know, sometimes I just want to quit. Like sometimes I'm just like, this is too much. It's hard. It's Mm -hmm. really hard putting yourself out there and keeping it up and constantly, you know, putting it back out there. I think it's brave too, what, what you've done and what you've shared, because 
a lot of us, me included, everybody has their testimony, their journey, their story behind who they are. And not everybody is ready or open enough to share that. But when you can, and when you're, you have the courage to do it, it blesses other people. It helps other people because of what you've gone through. So I really appreciate you being open enough to share your story because I'm not open enough to share my story. I shared it with you privately, but I haven't done it, you know, over the airwaves. (laughs) Well, I know I, it's just hard sharing a piece of your life, you know, with strangers, just period. Um, but it has been a blessing in so many ways. And I, I do feel like the Lord is just pushing me outside of my comfort zone because he does want to use me and my testimony, um, to help other women. And so I, that's why I keep going is really for that reason right there. It's just like, I know there's a purpose in all of this. Like I can't see the whole full picture and I didn't have the full picture when I started and I still don't have the full picture of where this is going, but I'm just trusting the Lord and, you know, taking it day by day and just trying to follow his lead and wherever it may lead. And it may be one day he's like, okay, you know, let's don't do this anymore. And I'll be like, okay, you know, but if, if he wants me to keep going and the doors keep opening and they're still, you know, this is where I feel like he wants me to be, I'm going to keep doing it. And, you know, I'm just grateful that I get to do this. And I also get to be home with my babies more. And that's been such blessing too. So um, I do have a couple more questions for you before I let you go. I really appreciate your time. I know your hands are full, but I want to know about the eye drops. I want to (laughs) know, I want to, because, (laughs) okay, first of all, I'm older than you and yeah, I mean, your skin is like flawless and your eyes are already white. And then I look at Instagram and I'm like, dadgummit, she found eye drops that make her eyes whiter. (laughs) I need need that. Like, girl, how did you even come up with eye drops? Like, okay. you were looking for okay (laughs) no I was not looking for it I actually was at the eye doctor and my eye doctor told me about them and he was like um he, he wasn't trying to sell them to me or anything he doesn't even sell them he was just like oh have you tried these um because he was like I noticed your eyes are kind of you know, my eyes are not white. Like I have like yellowing and, um, sometimes my eyes look red if I don't get enough sleep and I'm sure I didn't have enough sleep. And he, he was like, he was like, not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but there is an eye drop, you know, that will make your eyes whiter. And I feel like that might be something you'd like. And I was like, yes, (laughs) what is it? He said, well, it was this drop that was developed, um, as a, well, it, it's, so basically they used a higher potency level of this drop for glaucoma patients. And they noticed in all the glaucoma patients that it was making their eyes really, really white. So they made a diluted version that's safe. Um, well, it's definitely safe because they use it on glaucoma patients and they have for like 30 years or something, but it's a way, way diluted version of that. And it's just a daily eye drop you can use. So it's, it's called Lumify. You can, I think it's on my Amazon storefront if you want to look for it. Um, Ooh, I need to follow you on Amazon. I follow Bronna Britt. So hold on, let me get to your. Yeah, I'm, you can. I'm, so I'm for so those sure. that don't know, yeah. yeah, for those that don't know, so like you can follow creators on Amazon 
And so when you sign into Amazon, those creators that you follow, like their posts will come up. And so if you have the app, it's the best experience because like you can scroll through like the latest creators finds and it's all Amazon finds and it's so fun. So I've been posting there recently and I have a storefront too. And like, you can like go through my list. I have all these curated lists of all of all kinds of stuff for the home and for fashion and gifts that you can like look through and, oh, it's just, it's. I feel like no one knows about that, um, but it's something that I need to be talking about more. Yeah. Um, but it's linked in my bio on Instagram um, if you need to get to my Amazon storefront. But um, yeah, go follow me on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> I okay. think I'm going to start doing Amazon Lives too, because that's a new thing. Creators are doing these Amazon Lives where you like, you literally go live. It's like an Instagram Live, but you're sharing products that you love and they can like shop them right there while you're talking to them which is really cool so I might start doing that if I ever find any free time okay I need to okay I was on Instagram and I went to your link the Amazon storefront okay let me open it in my browser maybe that will work oh haha open in your browser that's what you need to do open it in your browser instead of just okay I was on Instagram okay I'm following you yay yay you had a really pink pantsuit and our coloring is the same I think you're a summer I think you're probably like me a sweet pea summer which is colors that I got done so I highly recommend people go do that yes there's your pink (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 um so many good Amazon finds on there and if you click on like if you're on the desktop version you can click on idealists or videos or photos and you can actually see photos of the products that I have in my home which is really cool or like the fashion stuff like I'll be wearing it and so I've done a little bit of that I need to do more so I'm going to start doing more so yeah go follow me on Amazon (laughs) I'm surprised at at what cute stuff Walmart can have from time to time I'm like when did that happen Walmart has like a new their director, VP, or somebody high up in their fashion department who has been literally taking it to the next level. And Walmart needs to be paying me because I would advocate (laughs) so big because I love Walmart stuff. Like they have some really cute, I saw a girl um, at daycare, like literally yesterday in a Walmart dress. I said, where did you get that dress? That is so cute. I thought it was going to be like a $200 dress from a boutique. She said, I got it at Walmart. I said, you're kidding. Like walmart.com. She was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go link that. I was thinking in my head, I'm going to go find that and link that. And I did. (laughs) That is good. Advice for me, because I have an 11-year-old and you have a 14-year-old. So I would love to hear any um, mother-to-mother advice you have for me for my upcoming years because I've been saving the lingo. You have these adorable videos that you've posted <laughs> on Instagram where <laughs> you, you go over teenage verbiage that they use. Yes, Gen Z speak. <laughs> oh I, think, I think when you started posting that, I think my love for you grew even bigger because Are it was so funny. I need to start doing more videos they're funny people love them but um yeah 
my daughter was the inspiration for that. Uh, I have to give Molly Kate credit because she does just come home and she'll say things like, I look snatched or like, uh, or she'll say like, um, I'm weak. Like when she's laughing really hard, I'm weak. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, like, and so she's always saying these funny things and we're like, what? I'm always like, what does that mean? And I'll go, I've literally have a Apple note where I've written them all down. Cause I'm like, I'm going to remember this. And finally I decided to just like start making reels about it. Cause I was like, I know other people want to know this cause they have teenagers too. And they don't understand what they're saying. No, yeah, 100%. And, and I hope you put it on your a YouTube channel because this is a time machine. Basically we can go back in time and, and see what, what was in style for saying, I mean, back in the 60s <laughs> and that's, I don't know. What do they say in the sixties? I wasn't alive, but you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I just remember when we were in high school, we were always like, Oh, that's hot. You know, like Harris Hilton used to say that like, Oh, it's hot. Like, it's like that, you know, every generation has their, their sayings and stuff like that. Um, we love these kids have a lot cooler ones because for me, I think all we did say, what did, I mean, we didn't have that many slang. <laughs> I just can't remember all of them, but yeah, we, we had them. I just think it was not as cool. You're right. Like, um, I'm trying to think of like a dorky thing we used to say, but, um, psych, but, not, yeah, that's... like psych, <laughs> not, oh, oh, exactly. Um, as far as advice, I, Practically speaking, I would say um, avoid social media apps. <laughs> you know, like I did not let my daughter get on TikTok um, because it's just a little scary. You know, like that there's just a lot of content out there that's not appropriate. And it's you can't control like what your kid sees on what apps and people can message them like strangers. So it's just like social media safety. I'm like big on that. I just, there's a lot of weirdos out there just, so you got to know as a mama, like if you are going to let them on social media, you need to be able to like monitor it somehow, like either let, like check in, check their phone, like log in, let, or get their login and check in time to time and just make sure there's nothing going on. There's also this app called Bark that will like monitor your kids and I have it and it will basically just it monitors your kids like text and apps and emails so that if anything inappropriate or concerning like violent any kind of anything like that comes up it will send you an alert and let you know and it's so like sensitive that even like a youtube video like my daughter was subscribed to this youtube channel and she was getting these emails and she doesn't even read these emails but she was getting these emails and like the title of the video was like you know, um, eat, eating marshmallows till you pass out. I'm just like making that up, but it was something that wasn't even concerning, but it picked it up as like, Oh, like, but, um, it was, you know, dangerous activity, you know, or whatever. Cause it was like until you pass out or something like that. Oh, um, so there it was, it was a joke, but it was like, it picked it up. So it does a good job. Like, so if anyone sends a picture or a message to your child, like you can know about it before they even might know about it. Um, so that's a good one to know about, but just like in general, I mean, 
I, my only advice is just like, love them hard, love them no matter what they're going to mess up, let them make mistakes and just keep on loving them through their mistakes. That's how they'll learn. Um, I'm really big on not, you know, I don't want my daughter to ever feel ashamed. Like we have lots of open conversations about everything, boys, all that stuff. Um, you know, we just, we're just, yeah, grace, and honesty, you know, I just don't ever want her to feel afraid to tell me something. So Mm -hmm. we just talk about everything. Um, I'm just very involved in her life and, um, and also like, I try to take her all the places like I, she can't drive yet. So we haven't gotten into that territory. That's going to be a whole new ball game. I'm a little stressed out about it, but, (laughs) but as far as up till now, it's like, you know, I'm going to take her and I'm going to pick her up. Like as an early teenager, you know, they have friends that are older that can take them all kinds of places. So you just have to know where she's at all the time. So find my friends is on, like, I know where she is. I know who she's with. And if she is going to ride with somebody, I'm like, I gotta like know them, like all that stuff. So, um, it's just being, you know, it's just being aware today's, today's society is a little bit scarier than how we grew up, you know, but, um, but it's manageable if you just kind of, you know, I think the main thing is you just stay in a good relationship, a good trusting relationship, um, so that they will, you know, feel comfortable talking to you and having you in their life and involved in their life and all that. So. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing part of your day with me. Um, can you tell us your social media so people can follow you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So my Instagram is chapel Chandler. I'm also on TikTok at chapel Chandler. I just started on Lemonade, that's a new social media app. It's kind of like Pinterest and old Instagram and Pinterest. Um, So I'm on Lemonade, same handle, Chapel Chandler, YouTube. I only have two YouTube videos, but if you follow me there, maybe one day I'll post more videos. Um, I'm also on Pinterest and Facebook. (laughs) So it's all Chapel Chandler, except for um, Facebook is at Chapel Chandler blog. And, um, yeah, we'd love to connect. I also have a newsletter. You can subscribe to my newsletter. So whenever I actually do a weekly roundup of like all the good finds and the best posts for the week. And so that goes to your, to your email inbox. You don't miss anything. Um, so you can subscribe to that on my blog and my blog is chapelchandler.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Faith. This was such a joy to talk to you and I feel so honored. It was so much fun. It was my pleasure. I just cannot wait to get to see you in person and give you a big old hug. And hopefully Betsy will be with you and she won't be, you know, <laughs> she'll entertain me for a minute. <laughs> she'll yeah. give me some attention. <laughs> yes, she will. She she's she'll chuckle. She'll she's funny. She'll she loves she loves people. I'm just so glad you dress her in those classic baby clothes and box. <laughs> Because I know how short-lived all that season is. And, oh, I just love it. I just love it. I know. I'm trying to relish every moment. Well, thank you, Faith. I've got to run to meet some friends for lunch. But I really had, I just appreciate this so much. Had so much fun talking to you. So thank you. Well, all right. Enjoy your lunch. All right.
If you would like to find out more about the program called Baby Steps, please visit the website auburn.babysteps.org. And that's spelled A-U-B-U-R-N dot babysteps.org.